Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. If you've been in Katie's world for some time now, and I think you have, you know her love for matcha, like, out exceeds many, many things. So she, were you about to say my love for my children? <laughs> I, I was. You, Actually, I was and like, you edited it? <laughs> she edited that in her head. I saw that happen. So I just want to just advise everybody because, you know, like, in our work meetings, Katie, in full disclosure, she has to tell us when she's had a coffee. So on top of the matcha, on top of the matcha. So I'm letting you know, today is a matcha coffee day. So what comes out of Katie's mouth, she's actually not responsible for today. There's your caveat, okay? And I'm not responsible for the speed at which I speak. Oh, yeah. We're just going to all new levels today on the clear. And it's a fun chat today. It is. Okay, so one, it is a fun chat today. Talking about. Well, I think they kind of know if they saw the title of the episode. Yeah, but I just want to say it. Okay, say it. Better sex. You want to know what I wish we had? You know, on the radio when they're like, they can push the button and the song plays. I want to play the salt and pepper. Let's talk about sex, baby. I don't know. That was just me. That's how my TV brain's working right now. See? We should. <clears throat> we I should. want one of those do, buttons do, 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 that like, do, do. when I think I'm funny, I have like people laughing. A laugh track? <laughs> I don't think anyone's still listening to this podcast at this point. They're like, they've lost it today. They've lost <laughs> I it. I think we did. Well, you know what? We have. Okay. Okay, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. Ready? Okay, I, I want to talk about why we're talking about libido other than today being Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day out there to everybody. I hope you get some, you know, relaxation, some self, uh, you know, some self-love, like some mantras, maybe have a hot bath, maybe you're going on a date, maybe you're having like a girlfriend date, whatever you're doing. I hope you have an awesome Valentine's Day. And I say, I hope you get gifts. I hope you get, even from yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. If someone's not buying you one, you're buying yourself one. Who says you can't buy yourself flowers? Nobody. Or bath a bath bomb. Bath, bath bomb. Some bath salts. Mm-hmm. You know I love my baths. Yeah. And you love baths too. Yeah. Do it up and just treat treat yourself. Today's a treat yourself day. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I here's the reason why we're talking about libido other than it being Valentine's Day. So for our clients in the Clear Skin Solution, when they, you know, get to their end of their journey with us, we always ask them, you know, what is the next health goal that you really want to focus on? Chris, nine times out of 10, they say, I say libido, but they actually say sex drive. Sex drive. Yeah. Sex drive, libido, either or. And anytime we talk about sex drive or libido with our clients, like the engagement is massive. Everybody's like, no, I need that. I need that. I need that. So, and, and that's the thing, Just right? have it's, a coffee. I, I know so, just, just have a coffee. And I know so many women, they really struggle with their libido and the low sex drive. And of course, we want to be having a really like good, solid sex drive because it's a really important component of not just a re- like a relationship with your partner, but it's also important for yourself, right? Because being able to have that libido and sex drive is a, a component of being human. Absolutely. It's it's really neat because we have so many files that we go through. Lack of libido 
it can range from young right up to old. It's no longer Mm -hmm. a menopause connection as we once thought. So lifestyle factors have dramatically changed. And that's a big thing I see. I always say, where are we with our stress? Where are we with our Mm self-love? Where are we with our mindset? Really, we don't connect those with libido half the time. So it's Mm -hmm. no wonder our sex drive reduce when, you know, we're going to go through the list of contributors today. And Mm -hmm. as you're listening, how many of these do you have? I mean, we can't nail the whole list, but I have gone and drawn out the biggest contributors Mm -hmm. that we deal with inside Mm -hmm. the clear skin solution. And so, Chris, maybe we could start with what are some things that impact libido and sex drive? Because, you know, for a lot of women, like I said, this is something we really struggle with. And it's like sometimes like because I've dealt with low libido issues, especially coming off of the birth control pill. And I was on it for about a decade and I thought low libido and low sex drive was just part of being me. I didn't realize that there was an underlying factor that was making me feel like this. That was, well, I should say making me not feel like Mm -hmm. this. So when I came off of my hormone birth control and I went back to nutrition school and I started to understand and discover that me taking the pill for all those years could actually lead to low sex drives. And it wasn't just me. So that meant there was something I could do about it. So let's kind of dig into why we see low sex drive and low libido, because like you said, it doesn't just happen in menopausal women. It happens right from your 20s all the way through. Absolutely. The, I mean, it's no doubt stress is going to be in there, right? So I'm just going to quickly run down like a list. So stress, we kind of got that. Think about this, because I have so many clients that say, well, I don't feel stressed. And they say, okay, let's break down your day. Because what about exams for the younger population? Or for me, I went back to school. Oh, well, how many times have I been back to school and I do an exam? So exams, children, yes, are bundles of joy. Too many tasks and trying to multitask house school schedules, your social schedule, your work, all the things that we randomly... S- lack of sleep. Well, I wasn't there Lack yet. of sleep. Oh, sorry. I just, I just, you got Chris, so excited because you love it. excited. You are, I you do. are like, you prioritize your sleep, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, the other thing is, and you've come at a light year away, like you really understand this when I say saying yes when we really mean no. Mm, that was something I worked on heavily a few years ago. It's because I'm, I am a yes person. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, my limb, my limbs hanging off my body, but yeah, no, sure. I can make that for the bake sale. Yeah, if we have if we don't have stress, hey, let me know. I I want your tactics. <laughs> but what, but I want to go back to what you were saying about when the clients say that, oh, I'm not stressed. And then we're like, okay, well, you may not like think you're stressed, but like you're saying, let's list out all the things. And it's almost like we get to this point where we're so used to living in a chronic state of fight or flight and a chronic mm-hmm. state of stress because it just becomes our norm day to day that we don't realize <laughs> we're actually under a lot of stress. Like you said, the demands of going to work and maybe you have kids, maybe you have p- parents you care for, maybe you have loved ones or, care, you know, you're a caregiver to a lot of people and you have errands and groceries and you're ordering things on Amazon. You got to book the appointments and you got to take the dogs to the vet and this happened, that happened. Like all of these things that are happening in your day mm-hmm. that you just take on because it's what you do day in and day out. And yesterday I had a client say, well, I don't have any more stress than I normally would. Mm-hmm. That tells me it's complacent stress. And what I mean by that is you are so systematic. We are such a robotic lake um, society almost, right? My alarm goes off at 630. 
I know I have to get these kids out at this time, this time. I know I have to be on with a client at this time. I live by my calendar and then I have to cook dinner. I have to get them back out to programs. I have to come back. I have to finish my work. See, see the words? I have to. Mm -hmm. So what are we telling ourselves? We have to. So we need to look at prioritizing. And we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more soon. However, I'm going to say stress is like the number one. So I want to quickly, before we move on, Chris, I want to explain how stress impacts the libido. Because it's one thing to say, oh, it impacts it. But I really want people to understand why it's so impactful. So remember, when we are in a stress state, our sympathetic nervous system has gone into overdrive. It is running at full tilt. So that really puts us in that fight or flight mode where our body is like primed to run from a saber toothed tiger. Like there is a famine happening. Mm -hmm. It is a like do or die kind of state that we're in. And when this happens, when we're living in this sympathetic fight or flight response, our body diverts blood flow to specific areas because you know, reproduction shouldn't happen when we're in a famine. So that's naturally going to lower your libido and your sex drive because your body is so hell-bent on running from that saber-toothed tiger. But instead of it being a saber-toothed tiger, it's your, you know, afternoon schedule is is what's going on. So it, the body really looks at it's not safe to be in reproduction mode. And then when we're looking at that hormonal component to low libido, stress can really impact our testosterone. And then when it comes to our hormones, stress can really be diminishing our testosterone, which is naturally going to reduce our sex drive. And then it can be increasing those high levels of cortisol that comes along with that chronic stress, which is also going to greatly reduce our desire for sex. So we can see how stress alone can be such a massive impact here. So what we really need to be doing is getting ourselves out of that chronic state of fight or flight getting ourselves back into the rest and digest or the parasympathetic nervous system. And we do this by incorporating stress techniques. And I always say what the stress technique that works for me may not work for you. It's something that is very individual. So maybe some people find that when they're getting in a stressed response, they take 10 deep breaths, or maybe you can get out, you need to get outside and just breathe in fresh air, take a walk down your street. Maybe it's meditation, maybe it's doing yoga, you know, maybe it's having a hot bath, something that works for you that can really bring your stress levels down. But it can't just be tactics. We also need to on the on the same um, same spectrum. We need to be really looking at our day to day tasks and see where we're able to start setting those boundaries of saying no to things, you know, reminding ourselves that we don't need to be packing our schedule full from the time our eyes open to the time we go to bed because then that's going to leave us no time to rest for ourselves. And we live in this society where we think we need to be doing something every second of every day. We're not being productive or we're not, you know, we're not, we're not worthy of X, Y, and Z because we're, we're not killing ourselves to live. That shouldn't happen. We're allowed to rest. We're allowed to have downtime. So really seeing where in your day, can you delegate things? Can you ask for help? Can you start setting more boundaries? really, and again, this isn't something that we can do for you. You're going to have to go in and really examine your day-to-day -day and your schedule and see where there's little pockets that you can get in for rest and relaxation. Because again, if you're stressed from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed with no downtime, also, how are you going to find time to connect with your partner? If you do not take time for yourself, nobody's going to give it to you. That's essentially how mm -hmm. it goes. So yeah. if we're sitting in chronic, even acute, but if we're having a sympathetic dominance nervous system attack, 
the body is not going to give blood flow to the lady parts. It can't happen. Because like you said, it's putting out that fire. It's putting out the danger. So think about it as we have laundry. Think about it as we have dinner. Think about it as we have that commitment that we didn't even want to say yes to, but we did. Mm-hmm. All of these are going to compound and just implode. And like you said, you know, like going for a walk or uh, we're asking you in 24 hours in a day, can you please find 15 minutes for yourself? Start there. 15 minutes. Whether it's 15 minutes before bed, turning off your phone, right? We always talk about bedtime hygiene. We the can get doom into scrolling. That, right? Like think about the doom scrolling. Like we have so many of our clients they are like, you know, I scroll through Instagram and TikTok, mm-hmm. but all it's doing is making me feel crappy about myself because I'm playing the comparison game. I'm looking at weight loss. I'm looking at clear mm-hmm. skin. I'm looking at the success of other people and what they're doing. And this is, again, going to cause stress in our body from just doing the doom scrolling on social media. Yeah. And for acne sufferers, it's mm-hmm. how come they got clear skin and I've done everything and I don't have clear skin? Or why can they mm-hmm. eat that and I can't eat this? This is a perpetual mindset, sympathetic dominance. Stress isn't playing out. So please mm-hmm. also watch the way you talk to yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We have to, I always say, we need to stop bullying ourselves. And I'm like, guilty as charged. Both hands are up here. <laughs> I was going to say, um, do you know anyone? <laughs> I'm 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 the pot calling the kettle black over here. Like I'm preaching like you don't you you preach the choir over here because we all bully ourselves all all day long and we're constantly talking down to ourselves and that's going to be impacting our stress response as well. Mm. And then going back to sleep because you know I love to talk about sleep. I know I love. The other thing is when we're sleeping, that's when the body is restoring itself. That's when the body's cleaning house. You know, it's really helping to to organize our hormonal balance. It, it's helping us, you know, improve our mood because it, it, it's reducing that cortisol and it's really get, helping us get ready to take the next day on. Sure. So if we are constantly burning the candle at both ends, we're going to bed really late, we're waking up really early, that's also going to be impacting our libido and our sex drive. So if we're, we're really, really wanting like, Katie, I need to get my libido back. I need to be focusing on my sex drive. Start with stress and start with your sleep. And when it comes to sleep in an ideal world, we would love for you to get seven to nine hours a night. Go to bed. You ready for it? I know I'm, I know I'm going to get hate mail for this. Well, I 10 always PM. say that. Stop. Because. I'm not going to get hate uh, mail. This, these are life skills. I know. These are habits that they sound so like Oh, that's just basic. easy and basic. I'm oh telling my, you. That's the thing. Zone into this. You Like, there's no hate mail. Master the basics first. And that is stress reduction, yes. sleep, anti-inflammatory nutrition. But when we're looking at that sleep, yes. if we can be getting bed to, you know, by 10 p.m. and then getting that seven to nine hours of sleep, that's going to go a long way to helping your libido and your hormones. But I also want to say on the other hand, Chris, because we get a lot of shift workers. We work heavily. Like one of our number one professions we work with is nurses. Mm -hmm. And nurses can't be like, hey, ER, you want to know what? That's not going to work for my sleep schedule. So Chris, I know you work a lot with the nurses. What do you generally tell them when it comes to helping their body with sleep? We cannot work outside of the areas we can't control first. They are in sleep deprivation their organs, their body systems, they're not going to do at the level 
of somebody else's body that's going to do if they're awake when the body's supposed to be sleeping and doing something else. However, nature did not intend shift work, but it is what it is. So I always say, okay, first of all, there's different types of nurses, but for the ones that work, you know, so many, usually three days on, so many days off, stuff like that, please, that very first day you come off and you are no longer on that, sh- that evening shift, that midnight, that overnight, whatever it is, take that day for yourself. Rest. Don't pack it full do of appointments. Not. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to do this. Please. Sleep is necessary and it's vital and it's a must. And when we can't control it, we need to work into in the realms that we have. Therefore, that first day, fine, you want to throw a load of laundry in and you want to go binge watch some Netflix, Netflix read show. a book, have a bath, you want, stare yeah. at the ceiling and do nothing. Yeah. This is what you do. You pack everything in that day because you're, I got to get this done because I only have three days off. What? You have three days off. Like, mm-hmm. I don't do shift work like that. But sometimes, you know, I'm working till 10, 10 30. I could be teaching. I could be hosting clients. Tend not to do that because my brain just goes sideways at that point. However, if you don't, con- if you, Again, within that control, because we like that word. When we're stressed, we like the word of what we can control. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. That's why. I, does anyone else rage clean when they're stressed? Oh, I rage clean when I'm stressed. I don't call it I rage feel in clean. control. Oh, I rage. I stress rage clean because that makes me feel in control because I'm able to like clean up and put this there and organize that. You know? No, I know there's some people listening. They're like, yeah, Katie, I know you're talking about. I rage clean. No, you know what? You know, this is so. When I was working for a job I hated, for the people I didn't like and enjoy to be around, for all the things I was doing because I didn't know about the boundaries were okay to do this and this and this and this, I would clean. And when, and I do it too, it's not as prevalent as it was before, but when Steve and the kids come in and they see furniture rearranged, you will hear and they scatter like mice that the lights went on and I don't see any of them. All I hear is, she's moved the furniture. It's not safe. That's all I so hear. So you, you, you stress move furniture. You're like hulking it and being like, I'm lifting this couch above my head. Oh, I, I'm like, it's on. It's on. Like the gloves come off. It's on. It's only. And that's a like, need for control. Yeah, it is. It is because I feel out of control. So what I can do is I can clean. So for our nurses and our night shift workers and stuff, utilize that first day for you. Then, mm-hmm. you know what you can do? You can even plan your next two days a little bit. So, you know, you're doing the grocery shopping that day. You're doing meal prep this day. Nurses. You are amazing at meal prep and setting yourself up. Don't let anybody. They are amazing at it. Yes, do not let anybody tell you otherwise. You are amazing. Like Because they, ha- they have to be. They don't have an option. Oh. They have to be. Yeah. And sometimes they they forego their lunch so that we've got to get those snacks in. So anyways. Mm-hmm. On the go nutrition. Yeah. Like so like nutrition's part of that stress-like response. And we'll talk about the foods after. I mean, mm-hmm. when we come into, I just want to bounce back to. A little, we got a lot to cover, Chris. Like we still got to go through birth control, hormone imbalances, naturally ways to increase our libido. We may even talk about orgasms. May- maybe if we have time. You say what? <laughs> so, Everyone's like, oh, sorry. What did you say, Katie? I, I missed that part. Go back. Well, I mean, outside of exercise, which is going to be any internet search, right? Outside of <clears throat> how many times 
Do you read, take 15 minutes for yourself? It just says, make time for yourself. No, when you're stressed, you can't even fathom. So let's quantify it. Set a timer, make 15 minutes for yourself. Lay down on the floor, do nothing. Put ear pods in, listen to music. What about wearing orange? Oh, because we're going after the root sh- or the sacral chakra. chakra. Well, in Holistic Nutritionist, we all, we're always about mind, body, spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, as soon as you said orange, I'm like, oh, she's going chakra. Yeah. So the sacral chakra, that's that, that's our, our sexiest chakra, right? So you can eat orange food. You can wear orange. Um, you know, people are like, I'm not wearing orange. Then you make it your underwear or your socks. What about an yeah, orange bracelet, imagine. right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Kitty has something orange on her blog you could eat because there's like gazillion pounds of different recipes. We should. Ooh, I have an idea. We should do a, a, this a sidebar. We should do an eating for your chakras episode on the podcast. And I know the perfect person to do that with. Ooh. Sorry, sidebar. OK, sorry. I got excited, you guys. Anyways, my, just my, love yourself my some orange anything. Mm-hmm. OK. So let's kind of re, re kind of I want to move on from the stress because we could spend an entire episode on it. So we know that stress where we can find a couple minutes for ourselves, reworking our boundaries. You can this doesn't need to overnight, like taking it slow, mm-hmm. taking time to really, you know, have some me time, whether it's exercise, stress reduction practices, mm-hmm. laying on the floor, something restorative, breath work, or as of course wearing orange to support that sacral chakra. And, and again, that bedtime hygiene component. So for me, like my bedtime hygiene is I absolutely need to sleep in a pitch black room. So I black out blinds. I wear an eye mask that I do wash regularly because I want to make sure that, you know, we're not getting any bacteria trapped, trapped in our skin. Hey, sidebar. Um, How does that sucker stay on your face? It stays on my face with the, the, the elastic band around my head. Yeah. But do you not move when you sleep? Chris, did we not stay in a hotel room recently where you thought I was dead and you were about to check <gasps> me for my pulse? You do that all the time? Well, Kate, Katie, no, uh, spoiler, Katie sleeps. Chris was like, I thought you sleeps were dead. Sleeps like a I corpse. It is, I could actually watch you the entire time because I would be like, is she moving? You must have some wicked REM. You don't move. I did want to check her have. because I'm like, who's going to do the podcast with me? Because this one's clearly gone. It's, you know what it is? It's the chronic pain because I'm like, I, if I sleep on my back, then the, oh. like I, it's, sometimes I'll sleep on my side. But the back pain causes me to be like, and Chris was like, Katie, you actually had your hands on your chest like you were you were in a coffin. <laughs> I did. I was just like, do I check or do I just I'm just going to lay here because if she's dead, I don't want to ruin my sleep. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know That's why. Chris's bedtime hydrate. That's, That's Chris's my bed- bedtime like, hygiene. Do not infringe on this, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I wear my eye mask. I have blackout curtains. Um, I have a noise machine. It's actually my air purifier. I just turn up louder. Um, and I also wear earplugs. And someone's like, Katie, your mom, how do you wear earplugs? Well, I told my my husband is a saint. And I told him because I went through hell and back to have children for us. You're going to be waking up with them for the foreseeable future. He's like, how long does the whole children thing last for? I'm like, for the rest of time, for the rest of my life. Till they, that is, till they move out. If I don't want to do something, hey, remember when I threw up consistently for 10 months and then gave birth to our children? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. So I actually have to wear earplugs cause because since becoming a mom, I'm such a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, for that sure. It, even if like even if the dog gets up and like repositions or my husband snores so horrendously, like it's horrendous. So that's my bedtime hygiene. So you need to create a bedtime hygiene. And I do take um, my L- L-theanine before bed and I do take my CBD, my prescribed CBD before bed. I give Steve L-theanine. 
I love he swears by myself. it. But for you, it doesn't work. It's the opposite. For me, um, let's pop the <laughs> champagne. Yeah, I know. Be- I love I love Althanian for me. Mm, yeah, no. Okay, let's talk. Let's let's Next, rip the okay. bandaid off. I don't even like saying this word out loud with you, but we're going to talk oh, about no, birth control. Oh, real quick. Yeah, let me do that. Chris, go have a nap. Go take a nap. Go for a walk. Take the dog out. Go make dinner. I got this. Okay, everybody. In two sentences so as or you- less, Katie. <laughs> sentences. Come on. Okay. So I'll I'll kind of, there's really two main ways that the birth control pill massively impacts your hormones or sorry, impacts your sex drive. Uh, The first is it's actually lowering the production of testosterone by your ovaries and your testosterone. We know testosterone is that like sex drive hormone. Mm -hmm. That's that's why men are like ready to go at all the time because they get all that testosterone. So it's naturally decreasing testosterone production by your ovaries. And then the second one is it actually increases your sex hormone binding globulin to bind testosterone. So this makes it like generally impossible for our cells to even utilize that testosterone that we're already making. So it's really those testosterone levels that the pill's impacting. So that's why it can be really impactful for those while you're on it, and that's when you're coming off of it. So this is where we really need to be looking at rebalancing our hormones post-pill to really help love up our libido. Yes. Is that okay? Well, did, no, I love that. Did I summarize it quick That enough? was good. So I'm just going to add a Ooh. little bit. <laughs> so we have, you've just mentioned this hormone, you know, so there's many different yeah. hormones going on. Usually testosterone enhances sexual activity or that drive. This is Mm -hmm. why day eight to 14, we're usually horny goats. So yeah, ovulation. Yeah. uh, That's actually happened the other day. I I had my ovulation. Stop it. Frank was like changing his shirt in the bedroom. I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe. (gasps) We have a deal about... And I... (laughs) I know, Chris. I don't know if we should share that deal with everybody, um, because I track my I track my cycle, and I know, and I was I looked sure enough. I looked at my calendar. I'm like, oh, that's why, because I'm ovulating. Because right. we naturally have an increase in our sex drive around ovulation, because when we ovulate, that releases the egg, so it allows for the sperm to fertilize. Mm-hmm. So our like genetic DNA makeup is like, oh, it's time to make a baby. Yeah. So for you, Katie, just go find a pole in your basement. That would make me happy. But for the other Chris, people, <laughs> the other, when you don't explain why. No, I'm not going to explain why. I'm just going to dangle that. You're going to explain well, why. Maybe. It's because Chris is fearful of pregnant Katie. She has a general fear when I am pregnant be, for multiple reasons. And I think we've mainly. shared that before, but I'm just going to I'm just going to do this right this second. I'm going to I'm going to say people remember how she rage cleans Well, she rage cleans all the KSW files and we can't find and anything and the system. And then she wants all the systems redone. And we're like, OK, because I'm nesting. It's the, nest, it's the it's nesting. The nesting. She doesn't I do it go and the... nest the house. She nests all our files. Nest. So Paige and I spent a good day trying to find our files one time. She's like, I deleted that. I didn't even like it. Katie. So that's why that's why Chris is on that's the PTSD uh, right there. Po- Chris is my yeah. is my uh, in, is my personal birth control. So as a caveat Let, in here, when we're talking, we digress. I know, but it, it, this is we have to digress because this is actually when we socialize too. So long story short, as you're like, oh my gosh, all the hormones they work together or they're going to work against each other if they go in balances. So we really must know our levels. We never want to guess. This is when you yep. work with Test. a professional, please. Because I'll tell you, if your hormones are off, even though every acne sufferer, I've, I've maybe at two in my entire life, 
that have not come in and said, well, I know it's a hormone imbalance. Yes, I'm going to guarantee you it is. But can we get to it first? So always just think that and replay that. All right. Yeah. So if you are coming off the birth control pill, this is where it's really important to work with a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Tests don't guess so that way we know what's actually happening. Because if you're like, oh, my gosh, I just have to fix my testosterone. Mm-hmm. That may not be the issue in your case. Like we have to be looking at our hormones as a whole. We can't just be focused on the androgens. We have to look at how's our cortisol, what's going on with our cortisol, what's going on with our estrogen or progesterone, our adrenals, because all of our hormones are, are a symphony, right? They're an orchestra putting together a symphony. And we really need to make sure that that is in finely tuned balance. And this is where we're not taking guesswork. And you're like, can I just take dim? Can I just take maca? We maybe, but we don't know without testing. Yeah. What about foods? That's yeah, we can talk about foods, of course. So let's go into foods that will naturally support your libido and your sex drive. And will even help, of course, if we're dealing with those hormonal imbalances. Well, I'm going to take chocolate because I know that's probably oh. what you're thinking right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, chocolate. Dark. Yes, please. 72% or and, higher, right? Or raw cacao. Like I'm a big fan of raw cacao powder, which is, an unre- is, which is an unrefined, purest form of chocolate that hasn't been heated, like a cocoa powder has been heated. So you lose some of the, the nutrients in it. But that dark chocolate and raw cacao is going to be really wonderful for helping supply those antioxidants and helping. Or sorry, I'm taking over. You go. So unlike you. See what I did there? See what I did see there? She's, oh, now, sorry. can you see what, what I went through with when she reorganized the files? Like right there. That's like a little. No, go for it. it. It's fine. But what we're just saying is why Katie's not using the refined process is because likely there's going to be a binder or a filler or a sugar. And we don't Dairy. want that. So the darker the chocolate, the less sugar. That's really easy. If it has any kind of word like alcohol in it, guarantee it's going to be it's derivative of a sugar. It doesn't mean that you can't not indulge in it. The thing is, is it's one, two squares. It's not the bar, right? So our body uses this, really this chocolate, the derivative of it. It enhances dopamine in our brains. And this little gem of a neurotransmitter is all about our perception to pleasure. Oh, so so you're saying, Chris, I should be eating more chocolate today on Valentine's Day as everybody goes and adds to cart. Not during ovulation, Katie, but for you. (laughs) Yes, but exactly. So we can. 50 percent of the dopamine is also made in your gut. So if you don't have that pleasure seeking, please note that your the imbalance of your gut microbiome is going to play an imbalance. And this is why we don't go to hormones first. We need to clean up that gut. We need to understand how energy, mood, sleep, the bowels, the, the operating systems. Then we can dive into the va-va-va-boom, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So dark chocolate, I don't think we need to convince anyone to eat more chocolate. No. Nope. And I know someone's going to ask, well, what are your favorite brands for chocolate? So they vary. If I'm getting raw, yeah, they vary. Um, if like if I'm looking for raw cacao, um, like I really love organic traditions. Um, if you can't get that, just generally just searching for like an organic raw cacao in your health food store, online retailer, retailers, Amazon, well.ca. Um, you know, I, I don't really feel like that's like I got to have a brand. Chocolate wise, sometimes I'll go with Hue. I think that's the one like H-U. I'll go with that quite often. Um, there's a brand here in Canada called Zazu Bean. Mm-hmm. And they have a line that's sweetened with coconut sugar. I really love their pomegranate, uh, their pomegranate almond, I believe. Pomegranate, hazel, pomegranate hazelnut. That one's really yummy. Um, but I would say Hue is one that we can be seeing pretty much across North America. Yeah, I just mix. I I look for the sale. I'm also big into. I I want to watch the lead, so I do, I'm big into the con- the lead. the consumers mm-hmm. reports and stuff like that. And Hugh did come out recently. Well, not all it, of it the Hugh though. 
not all of the yeah. right. So this is where you got to like dig in and really look at those stats. Mm -hmm. So and what's good thing to know about Chris and I is Chris is the budget shopper and I'm the bougie shopper. Yeah. Yes. We really balance each other out. I'm frugal and she's Chris is frugal. Frugalous. I'm bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I said bougie. I, know, I like take that back. <laughs> well, I was just trying to keep the F words going. I have other F words I can share. Frivolous. <laughs> I I prefer bougie, Chris. I'm all about the budget, though. I have a business background. I you know. know how when my numbers don't jive, how like irritated I get or my systems I don't go well, how irritated I, know. I get. And nothing gives me like a dopamine or dopamine boost, like hitting, hitting the checkout button. Oh, and then I'm having a panic attack going panic Sweet attack. mother of goodness. I'm like, no, just add it. I just added to cart. She goes, no, don't just add it to cart. <laughs> no. Uh, but don't worry. I have Frank to balance me out. He's also a frugal, a frugal one. So it's, it, it works out that way. Okay. So we talked about chocolate. Let's go into things like greens. Mm -hmm. The dark leafy greens are great, right? Think spinach. Even things like celery and asparagus are really great because like spinach and asper asparagus are really high in our lovely folate, which is a B vitamin. And I know you love your good geek facts here, Chris, and you already know this fact, but folate is not only a really big thyroid loving vitamin, it also helps in the production of histamine, helps in the production of histamine from mast cell activation during sexual stimulation. Mm-hmm. Do you want to ungeek that for me? I'll let you ungeek me today. It's <laughs> so histamine acts like a neurotransmitter and it's not all bad. It's just, you know, and we'll, we should probably go into a histamine because we see it all the time. Uh, but histamine is it goes and it like calms things down. And during sexual, you know, stimulation, we got we've got like everything pumping. So just know that it goes and it helps as regulator. That's how I could, you know, I'm not really good at non-geeking because I only know the geek version, but it helps modulate. How about that as a word? Mm -hmm. Right. Modulate. We love that word. And it's also key for your unicorn orgasm. Of course, you're using unicorn. That's Chris. If you don't know, Chris's favorite thing is unicorns. Right. Multicolored with a pink tutu. Avi. You, you, can't you, you tell with hilarious. all the black clothes I wear how much I all the, yeah how much she loves unicorns okay so and as well when we're looking at things like celery mm -hmm. it was celery celery can I speak celery. celery is that like juicing of a celery celery I don't know I meant to say okay. celery celery has it's the coffee and the matcha I'm my 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 mouth's trying to speak quicker than my brain it's a whole thing over here oh buckle up Buckle up, everybody. So celery is really great at helping to promote the body to make pheromones. And it can really be a secret weapon in getting that arousal going. You know, stock up on that celery. I'm removing all celery from Steve's lunches. Steve's listening and like, no, I'm I'm buying celery on the road now. Frank's listening. And next thing you know, he's coming home with like six bundles. And you're gonna be like, oh, are you juicing that? And he's like, nope. No, this is for you. <laughs> Okay, so we got our greens, but how about our pineapple, Chris? Let's go into pineapple. So pineapple overall has bromelain, so it's going to support digestion. However, its main concept is the reduction of inflammation. So when we are in a constant stress-like uh, response, we and we can't carry it out because we know how we love to say that. It's not about mm -hmm. the stress. It's about the body's ability to play it out. Then why not utilize our anti-inflammatory properties support digestion, and try and get that inflammatory response down. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So we got pineapple. Let's go into ginger and then we'll finish up with pumpkin seeds. Then we're going to go into supplements and we might spend a couple minutes on orgasms. Okay. So ginger. I know. I can't I'm, wait. I'm kind of hoping we get to okay. it. Kinda okay. Gonna, I'll, I'll talk it. about orgasms. Okay. You go, into, you go to ginger. I'll do pumpkin seeds. Okay. So ginger, it's not that it's directly linked to sex drive. It does have a circulatory enhancement. And what that means is we need blood flow. So our lady parts need blood flow that's going to stimulate lubrication and everybody's desire for that orgasm. Because really, what's the point otherwise? <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> right? So one little caveat here, as much as, you know, because I'm like the bubble popper, as much as I love to give you these tips and you're going to be shredding ginger on everything, the word of caution, and most people actually will not know this, if a person carries too much heat in the body. And the why I'm saying this is because with acne, we tend to see heat in the body, right? When we do facial mapping, mm -hmm. it can perpetuate or promote more of it. So everybody's going, well, how do I know if I have it? With acne, it means holding higher redness maybe in the face, facial flushing. If we have acne and it's really predominant, and red around, whether it's the boil, the cyst, the, the pimple, and your red is going to start to merge into it, right? So mm -hmm. everything between. So that could be an indication. So just go with caution. Um, I love ginger, mm -hmm. right? Like if I need something sweet, I'll brew a ginger tea. I tend to hold mm -hmm. a little bit of heat, but I'll, I'll do that just because I'm outweighing Mm -hmm. And it's not so much the tea bag, right? So don't don't think your ginger tea is going to be like as potent here. Okay, so let's move in to the last one, pumpkin seeds. So we can actually be eating foods that naturally help boost testosterone. Mm -hmm. And pumpkin seeds are one of those because they're a great source of zinc and that can help naturally increase our testosterone levels. And of course, this is going to be linked to the higher sex drive. So if you are, if you know you already have high testosterone, this is something where you want to be speaking with your practitioner to see it's, if it's good for you. But you can absolutely go and look at like zinc-rich foods and testosterone-rich foods. Like a lot of people know, know that oysters are, are a great libido boost. I know I'm not a fan of oysters. Not, They're like, no. oh, it's, you know, an aphrodisiac. Nope, not for me. They are vile. Yeah. So again, things like, you know, cold, if, if we're kind of going in that libido, testosterone, omega-3, zinc kind of realm, mm -hmm. we can be looking at things like cold water, fatty fish. These are things we talk about day in and day out. The dark leafy greens, which we talked about, you know, things like avocados. Maybe it's um, pasture-raised egg yolks because these are going to have those healthy fats and the selenium, um, you know, the, the selenium being that antioc the antioxidant in the body. And maybe we're looking at things like berries and cherries, mm -hmm. pomegranates, things that are high in the antioxidants, because the antioxidants are going to help protect our testosterone producing cells from damage. So this is really going to be helping to increase our testosterone naturally. As you know, most like we said, most of us know that shellfish, oysters, clams, not my thing, but if that's you, you go to town on that. So these are some foods that we can be naturally incorporating to support our testosterone levels. Okay supplements. All right. Oh, you handle supplements because I know. You know, I don't love to chat supplements on the podcast because, not because I don't want to share. It's so individual. It's so and like, individual. I guess mm -hmm. uh, this is the only thing that probably always stresses me out. But And me too, because people ask this all of the time. Mm -hmm. Is Katie, what supplement should I take? My answer don't. will always be, I don't know what type of supplements you should take because I don't know your health history. I don't know your case file. I don't know your lab results. I don't know what's happening in your body. And we don't want to say, you know, go and take X supplement 
for estrogen, but your issue is really androgens. Like this, this is why it's so individual and we can't, we cannot, cannot, cannot take a blanket approach to supplements and just go to Google and say, hey, Google, what supplements do I need for, for libido? Right. We'll give you some. But Chris, let's go through three. Yeah. Let's okay. go through three. So tribulus. So what that does is it helps increase DHEA and testosterone. So again, know your levels. I can't be more clear. Do you see how this stresses me out? I have to repeat that. Also, this can be used in bowel motility. Like that's like just like a fun fact. Because mm-hmm. who doesn't like geek? Uh, who doesn't love geek? Yeah. What, L-arginine, amino yeah. acid. That's what I know you're going to go next. Mm-hmm. So go so for it. So I'll handle that yeah. one. Um, so we know that L-arginine, it's an amino acid and it's really beautiful for helping to assist with blood flow and dilation in our lady part area. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember that when we supplement with an amino acid or even a single source vitamin, it may offset another. So this is, again, this is where we want to work with a practitioner, go with caution. Especially as it, it, like a cold sore. I get cold sores, you get cold sores. It can mm-hmm. repress our lysine, right? Exactly. So not, I would not like the bands. arginine route. Yeah. I'm going the next route. This is what I actually love. I I have I have mock every day. Go for it. Okay, I'll take because I, I don't so, I don't take it. So you you know how it makes you feel. I love I lo- I love maca powder. And again, based on my labs and my hormone levels, this is something that works really well for my body. Uh, maca powder actually it comes from a Peruvian root, and it's ground down into a powder. And I really, whenever again, there isn't a specific brand. I generally go with organic traditions because that's what I can get here. But looking for uh, an organic gelatinized maca powder because it'll be easier to digest um, can be great. So maca is good for those if we're dealing with estrogen imbalances. And it's actually really great for at all the different types of estrogen imbalances. It, it, it's just really supportive for helping get that nice, beautiful estrogen levels. This wouldn't be a good option for someone with elevated testosterone. Mm. So if you're dealing with elevated testosterone, maca may not be the way to go. But what I really love doing, because again, maca is a wonderful powder for helping to support a healthy libido, is I find it has a butterscotchy flavor to it. Like it's a little butterscotchy um, Maybe I will like some maca. I think it's delish. Some people don't like the flavor. I love it. I like putting it in my healthy hot chocolate. So if you go to our blog, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, We have a healthy hot chocolate. You can be putting like, you know, one, two, three teaspoons of maca powder. Again, start small. Um, into your hot chocolate because I think it blends really, 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 really beautifully with raw cacao. So that way you're getting the raw cacao and you're getting the maca powder. Awesome. Fun little side note Fun today. Side. Okay. Anything else? I want to do a, actually, we got a couple minutes. So let's do just a couple orgasm things. So obviously we don't have all of the time in the world to go through the 65 different tips for improving orgasms. And I think this would be And a I really can't good write talk. that fast. So talk slow. <laughs> I'll try. I actually would. I actually want to look into having a sex expert on the show, maybe next Valentine's Ooh. Day, to do a whole hour on orgasms. But just a couple, you know, maybe three or four quick tips. One is this is where we really need to be getting out of our brains because I don't know if this has ever happened, but sometimes you know I'll be in the mood. My husband and I are having our, our adult time. I'm thinking about emails. I'm thinking about social media posts. I'm thinking about my Google Drive. And I'm not present. So really helping yourself get present in the moment and really just practice that mindfulness and really focusing on your breath work, focusing on the the feelings and the sensations versus going through your to-do list in your head. Um, So that's where that mindfulness can really, really be helpful. And then we also want to be looking at, you know, there's different areas of the body that we can be exploring. Some people find they're most aroused by 
Chris is like, please don't say all the words. Maybe they're most aroused by penetration, but maybe others are aroused by simulation of the clitoris, or maybe you're more aroused by like nipple touching. Like there's so many Chris's, I know you're about to be like nipple touching. Let's write that down. I work with you daily. I'm so visual. Like, please don't put me through this. (laughs) I'm helping our community, Chris, but really just exploring your own body and what you find arousing could be another really helpful one. Um, also like looking into foreplay, like really lengthening out that float foreplay instead of like jumping right into the deed, because maybe you just need a little bit of more time to work up to that. You know, it doesn't just yeah. have to be all of a sudden we're jumping into that. Like, what are some things that naturally improve your arousal, you know, or or, or really lengthen that beginning portion out to see if if it helps you? Are you talking? Um, toys? And then is that an? Is, I, is, that's where I was. Oh. I was going there next. You stole my thunder, <laughs> Chris. Oh, and because I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, I'm a grown woman. And I'm this like, is Chris is not ideal. Topic why to are talk we talking about, about this? <laughs> why? Chris is like sweating to death. She's like going red. I think but I would have just important. honestly, I would have just said, OK, for people that have breast tenderness and right, it's that stimulant yeah. that, you know, when you were saying like nipple touching. That is one way to engage. If you have breast tenderness and your mm-hmm. partner, yourself, whatever floats your boat, and you and you start to play around with the nipple, that can be enough to stimulate some lubrication as well. Mm-hmm. But that's my geek See, fact. Chris. That's my geek fact. Geek fact. That's so. how Chris has to handle this. But I think like this isn't talked about enough. Yeah. Like, especially the female pleasure route. This is really not talked about enough. For sure. And it's one of those taboo subjects that women don't feel comfortable. Dis- some women don't feel comfortable discussing this, like just with their girlfriends or their health providers. So that's why I'm always here to help bring that extra level of ta- taboo. <laughs> that's why Kitty shows in. up just to give you that's why I show up day in and day out. Stuff orgasm tips. Um, And then that's the other thing is maybe, you know, you need to experiment with like the self component to it. You know, maybe that's where you, you know, have your different, you know, different toys or something that you can utilize and experiment yourself to see if that's something to take on. And I think a final tip that I want to give in this is don't be afraid to ask for what you like, right? Like if something doesn't feel good, or if, you know, there's something that you're like, oh, I might like this. Don't be afraid to ask, Mm -hmm. right? Because I don't think a man would be afraid to ask. Do you, Chris? No. God, no, they they no. like they don't have the same clinical process. They're just like, yeah. Right. So those are my my kind of key tips. Obviously not a sex expert, but you know, I've read all of the Cosmo articles and all of the things. And <laughs> so yes, married, a sex expert then. <laughs> Cosmo. Yeah. Been been married for 10 years, have some kids. So I think yeah, next next Valentine's Day, let's bring in a, a sex expert to talk about orgasm. I love it. Everyone's like, no, do it next week. All right, everybody. Let's kind of summarize what we talked about today. So when we're looking at our libido, the things that we really want to be looking at is one, our stress levels. How can we getting, you know, naturally reducing these, really focusing on that quality sleep, two things we talk about pretty much every week on the podcast, really focusing on those foods that are going to support our antioxidants, support our zinc production, um, enhance that dopamine. So think things like, you know, dark chocolate, raw cacao, greens like spinach, asparagus and celery pineapple, ginger, pumpkin seeds, zinc-rich foods, because zinc is going to be supporting our testosterone. You know, maybe supplements that you can talk with um, your practitioner about of the tribulus, the L-arginine, the maca powder. Again, there's going to be more specific recommendations for supplements based on your imbalances, but these are just three that are that are pretty common for libido. And then, you know, really explore that component um, to improving uh, orgasms as we talked about. All right, everybody. That was a fun episode. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. 
Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And what are we talking about on the podcast next week? You know, I always like to give uh, a quick little update. Oh, next week is fueling the acne fire. We're going to be talking inflammation and oxidative stress and how it is just flaming the fans of acne. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.